welcome to Group Dates and Hot Takes. I'm Sampi. I'm Christy. Let's talk about The Bachelorette. Christy, I am shocked. I'm in disbelief. You want to know why? Why? Because hometowns are next week. And I just, I can't believe it. I, I, I don't know if it's just the PTSD from this past Married at First Sight season or, or what, but it just seems like, oh wow, the season is already basically over. It's been so quick. Yeah, I'm not sure why they shortened it, but she eliminated a lot of people every week, so we're already down to hometowns. Look, this is a woman who knows what she wants, all right? You gotta be there for the right reasons, otherwise you're out of there. I mean, it's not gonna be that much shorter than a normal season, though, right? I mean, normally we have, what, 12 episodes? Like, 11-ish. It just kind of depends on how they split up the finale, but... This was episode five, Hometowns is six. Mm -hmm. And then there's only going to be Fantasy Suites, Mental, and the finale. So only three after that. Well, they'll probably manage to split up something there into multiple episodes. But yeah, it's it feels weird, honestly. Yeah, it's, it's out of the norm for sure. Yeah, and then just... I don't know we I feel like we were such grizzled sad husks after after married at first sight ended. I mean that was a, like a whole year long affair it felt like. So it's a little weird to be so quickly just about through the end of Charity's journey. But we uh we head to what New Orleans this week? Yeah. You see all the guys just kind of sitting around waiting for Charity, and she arrives to inform us Joey will be going on the first one-on-one. Mm. Yes, one of the front runners. A huge surprise. We also learn Aaron has lived here for seven years. Mm -hmm. So he's extra butthurt that he was not the <laughs> one chosen for this date. I feel like the other thing about not getting chosen for this date is I'm pretty sure it's sort of the general trend is at this point in the season, you probably want to be like in the front half of the dates for, for a given week, right? Like in terms of your own safety, because it you feels mean the first date of the episode Right, or like the first the first couple dates, something like that. In terms of like talking one-on-ones. Because I feel like historically, if you end up getting a one-on-one -on -one later in the week at this point, it's kind of a toss-up whether or not you're actually going to stick around. Like it's more of a, I chose you for this one-on-one, -on -one, not because I'm madly in love with you, but because I want to send you home but like, I have a little bit of doubt about it. So let's figure this out. Would you say that's an accurate it, assessment? Typically? I think it depends on what week of the season you're in. Like, if it's week three, it doesn't matter who gets the first or the second. Right, right. I'm saying I'm saying this point in the season. Oh, I mean, maybe. I think those latter dates are a lot of times the like three on one sort of situation where you don't want to be. Yeah, 
Yeah, you don't. So they head off on a very romantic carriage ride to wander around New Orleans, get uh, some tasty food, some jazz dancing, uh, maybe a little fortune telling. Yeah. Anything else important? No, I mean, this was the typical, like, stroll the city date or ride around, Mm -hmm. whatever. Pretty standard. Yep. Very. But really nice because the two of them have so much in common, and they're really just a great couple, so. The guy that they went to who, like, created the poetry for them on the spot, apparently that's, like, a real... That's actually what he does because there are people oh, I'm sure. on, on yeah. Twitter who are like, yeah, I got that guy to write me poetry when I went down there. Yes, that, that does not surprise me in the slightest. And probably another thing that Aaron knew about and was unhappy <laughs> to hear that they had, <laughs> they had done. <laughs> yeah. Uh, That's exactly why he was not chosen for this date, so he could gripe. Right, exactly. That's that's always the case, uh, which is why I just I've always wanted people to come on the show and just lie their butts off through the process of just lying about everything they like and dislike and their interests. Just do the exact opposite, and then just have the most wonderful season. Yeah, that'd be interesting. I suppose I suppose it could have already happened, and we just don't know. But I've always thought that because you always you're gonna get you're gonna get thrown around by the by the producers into what you specifically don't like. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was a, it seemed like a nice day, but ultimately, all just leading to the evening portion. At this point in the season, it all comes down to the evening portions. They are vital. If you don't open up, if you don't, if you don't have those important conversations, mm-mm, no, you're gone. So let's t- let's talk about this. This Do may or die. This, this may have been the most important conversation that we have ever witnessed on this show. <laughs> I mean, it's hard to argue with that, I guess. I mean, they started off with like, oh, are you going to like be excited to bring me home? And um, he assures her that his family would love to meet her. And then she asked him about um, being in an interracial relationship. Yes, because in case people aren't aware, Charity's black and Joey is not black. <laughs> So, just how how did he how did he respond? Uh, I mean, I would have liked to have seen like the full conversation here because I feel like they kind of chopped some of this. But I mean, Charity talked about like her previous, I guess, relationship was also interracial, and then people saying things to them in public when they went out and having to deal with that. And Joey talks about how he wants to like be there for her. You know, if that sort of thing happens, he's never dated a black woman before, but he said it's what's on the inside that counts. So, it's, I mean, everything he said seemed good. Is it important? 
conversation to have because there are people out there who will, will scoff. So, gotta be prepared. Mm. Yes. I, uh, I thought, I mean, I thought he handled the conversation as, as well as he could. There's always, there's always layers to it. I feel like when you, when you're having these conversations in the context of the bachelor and how you have to word things and, and sort of dance around, go go (laughs) through things in, in a very specific way. Uh, yeah, this is. This is one of those things, much like the dancing around or very specific ways you have to talk about your feelings of attraction towards a person and, you know, not saying you're actually in love with them. Uh, I feel like similarly, you have to be very careful when it comes to conversations about race on the show as well, too. Yeah, especially considering the history this show has had. What history? This show has been completely <laughs> unproblematic. Yeah, I mean, I I thought uh, I don't know. I it didn't seem it didn't seem inauthentic to me. Uh, it it didn't seem uh, it didn't seem like he was putting on a huge uh, show or something. I mean, you could definitely tell he was being very careful in how he worded things yeah it's like it's it's a really like on the spot kind of question where if you say it wrong everyone will come down on you (laughs) Mm -hmm. hopefully hopefully he's in the clear with his yearbook photos (laughs) that would be real that would be real awkward um but i feel like just sort of the gist was like yeah like I can't pretend I like totally know what the deal is because I've never married, like I've never been in a relationship with a black woman. But like, I can just do my best. And if my family doesn't like you, well, they're idiots. Yeah, I mean, that's about all you can say. Yep. So, Joey just solved racism in america (laughs) with this evening portion now sadly we have a lot a lot further to go but it definitely gave charity what she needed yeah i mean she was very moved he got the rose Mm -hmm. yeah i mean she was very yeah very emotionally moved wow yeah Oh, yeah, they ride away in in a carriage to Mm -hmm. complete the date. Mm -hmm. Which, the second carriage was pulled by an actual horse, it looked like. (laughs) Yeah, we had a whole discussion (laughs) about animals last night. (laughs) Only because I'm pretty sure the first creature was a mule. But it's not not important. It's neither here nor there. It's just I I'm a very I'm a hor- horrible nitpicky person, and I I like being technically correct. Well, mule drawn carriage doesn't quite have the same <laughs> same ring to it. Yeah, it's just I feel like I feel like mules have a 
a long storied history in New Orleans. I don't know I don't know why I think that, but I'm pretty sure that's true. It just it certainly I, could be. It's just something I feel in my in my heart. I don't have any evidence for that currently. Uh, but so we we move from from changing our nation for good, making progress, and we then pivot to not that. We pivot to the next date card. With Sean and Tanner. It's yeah. going to be a two-on-one. Yes. They need to go to the bayou to get some clarity together. I mean, that's not exactly what happened, but <laughs> that was the intent, I suppose. Yes, I, I believe I was trying to vaguely approximate what was on the date card there. But, uh, man... Sean was devastated by that. Yeah, this is the beginning of Sean spiraling, this episode. You never want to be on the two-on-one. No, you don't. But you also want to handle it with a little more grace. <laughs> so they ride a very long limo. <laughs> I mean that made that made no sense. This whole this whole situation made no sense to me. So of course it's like two on ones happen sometimes, but they're gonna go on this two on one date down in the swamps of Louisiana, outside of New Orleans, and so they're taken to the swamp in a stretch limo, and they're in a stretch limo, but they're made to sit right next to each other. Well, yeah, that yeah, that's on that's on purpose. They can get that camera shot of the two of them. I just... know, but uh, and it's just like I'm su I'm surprised where they went actually had the infrastructure to support the weight of a stretch limo. Like they were kind of <laughs> out in the boonies a bit. It looked so out of place. So yeah. then they get onto a boat for a swamp tour. Yeah, with a very charismatic tour guide yes uh, it seems seemed like a, a great cajun local man who uh takes people around in the swamp to look at alligators yep he was enjoying himself for sure yeah because it's 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 a pretty touristy thing mm -hmm. to do i mean that's i don't know if you noticed like he had the uh because he was obviously piloting the boat but he also like had a mic stand set up, presumably, so he could like do his tour guide explanations and everything to the normally greater crowd and less awkward crowd <laughs> on his boat. I mean that that boat looked like it could probably take like I don't know fifteen twenty people maybe, um, but the alligators just got to see the awkward day portion of the two-on-one. <laughs> how, how, how does this date rank? Not, not, I'm not going to ask you to comment on the two-on-one portion right now, but the date in general, the day portion, how does this rank? Where does this rank sort of on your list of Christy dates you'd like to go on? Oh, this one's up near the bottom. 
It's not as bad as the bungee jumping last week. But but still on on the on the still on the bottom? It's like right above the paddleboarding Zach and uh Katie, right? Did in Oh, in uh thailand yes where they it, it was like all dark <laughs> in, the, in the rain through the the mangrove forest or whatever it was yeah. okay. at least this one they were like had a little bit of separation from them and the alligators yeah see i guess i guess from my perspective we obviously have a very different list but for me for me this would be probably a lot higher like it wouldn't be on the top for me obviously but it's sort of a decent balance because it's like it's maybe not the most uh, forgiving nice environments to be in it's like oh yeah let's go to the swamp but at the same time like you do have some amount of separation it's for a designated length of time you like also have separation from the danger you can kind of look at the things and then not have to deal with it again you get the the funny jokes and the the stories and stuff from the guide like i don't know overall i feel like pretty pretty decent it's far it's not the worst thing they've done no the worst thing was whoever had to like shove their hand in the box of insects to find oh. the the ring that was terrible <laughs> <laughs> yeah so uh I don't know. I liked I liked that guy a lot. He even had uh, after they finished their tour around looking at all the gators, uh, he was giving his observations about how things went there, and I mean he was commenting on how he you know he thought that Sean and Charity had a, a had a lot of chemistry. Like he was making her laugh a lot, I guess, and uh, he basically summed up was like, well, maybe. Maybe she uh, doesn't choose either of them, and uh, she can come with me. <laughs> <laughs> but of course, but of course, it, it his in his actual accent, which is even more uh, endearing, but also difficult to understand sometimes. Yeah. Well, they also partake or partook in, the- in a crawfish boil. Mm-hmm. I don't know then, if I should mention my observation because it might. I don't know. I don't know if crawfish boils are like a sacred thing to some people. Are they? I mean, it's definitely I'm, like a I'm, cultural I'm, thing. I have no idea. But I don't know. I just. Being someone who does not have much experience with that sort of thing and shellfish and stuff, it just. It always looks like someone's like dumped out a bucket of like trash or something because you have like all the corn cobs and it's not i i think it's probably because of all the shells so it like it doesn't look like food to me i guess it's it also maybe because of the amount like it's just right right. it's like it's it's like a vat of it and it's like on newspaper it's not like on a plate or anything Uh uh-huh yeah so they uh they got to uh dig in which of course I, I would imagine they ate like zero. 
I mean, they basically... Because tensions were too high. Yeah, they basically ended the date there. She needed more time. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they, we have to re- revisit it in the evening portion. And, I mean, the other thing I wanted to ask you here was your your observations and, and thoughts on how the two of them, Sean and Tanner, how they actually handled this date because presumably if you're in a two-on-one situation right everything is on the line so what you do during that date could determine your future and they did kind of approach things pretty differently in my opinion so do you have sean was a little more like i don't know like aggressive is the wrong word but like putting forth more effort maybe tanner i think was maybe a little more timid or awkward about the whole situation um so he was like quieter i guess what do you think is the is the better strategy oh you can't sit back on a two-on-one so you you, so you think that like the aggressive stance is is the way to go probably yeah unless um the other guy is like the villain or something you don't want to Make yourself well, guess, look like yeah, a villain. Yeah, I guess you give any, any ammunition. But, yeah, because he, Sean really. He I took mean, control. He, he, he was, he was, uh, he's really putting it all out there. He was very confident. You know, as, as Tanner said last week, do less. <laughs> <laughs> and then after, like. Oh, I guess this is actually at the dinner portion, but I guess we can jump to the dinner portion where after oh boy. <laughs> chatting with both of them, um, the end result is not handing out a rose mm-hmm. to either one because she needs more time. Yes. And I'm just thinking you're not keeping either one of these people. <laughs> like, there's no need to drag not, this not, out. Not, yeah, probably not ultimately, especially compared to the the rest of the group of guys that we have who have all had one-on-ones and these two have not Mm -hmm. i feel like the the biggest i don't necessarily question mark but the thing that kind of confused me a little bit or at least made me i guess believe that she's very confused is that she actually did make out with Tanner. That's something that I did not I did not expect her to do. Well, and I was kind of thinking, okay, like a lot of the time if you're in this sort of situation, there's a lot of body language type stuff where it's like, okay, yeah, this person is going, especially especially when you have Someone like Sean, who, like, as you mentioned, was pretty on it and aggressive throughout. I mean, like, at the end of that, as she's leaving, he went and was like, I'm making out with you before you leave, as Tanner's over in the corner. Yeah. So, I don't know how you uh, well I interpreted th- that, but... I, I feel like the making out isn't really an indicator. I mean, last week, she made out with John before dumping him at the rose ceremony, like, 20 minutes later. 
So I think yeah, it's just it was that it's just a thing that happens during these conversations. Was that because was that because of the whole interruption though? Like you're saying she dumped him because she got interrupted? No, I'm just saying like things were moving in a positive direction for him to be able to stay and then everything got thrown off kilter and she was like, "Oh, I think he was going home regardless, probably. Okay, well. I don't know. I guess uh, I'll defer to you because you uh, you are much more of a professional when it comes to all of this. You, like, have your <laughs> master's and bachelor's. <laughs> <laughs> Very clever, huh? No. <laughs> yeah, so not, neither of them. Which are, but upsets also, Sean. Yes, very much upsets Sean. It's like, how dare she not I hand know. out a rose? <laughs> Which, it, it just as the episode went on and on, I just felt more and more validated because I've not been a, a huge fan of him throughout this season. And it just, it really, I don't know, that take got very validated here. Yeah, there was definitely some entitlement, shall we say. Yes, major, major entitlement. (laughs) So. We are now back at the hotel. And it's, someone said it was 1140. So I guess 1140 at night and they're Mm. not back yet. Oh, thank goodness work. Didn't have to sit through that. So then a date card comes, and it's for Dotton. Mm-hmm. Again, not a surprise. I mean, whatsoever. I was actually a little surprised just because he just got one last week. But I guess maybe because the season is shorter, it's like there isn't there wasn't time to space it out. Yeah, I also just... I don't know. I guess the reason I wasn't surprised was because they do seem to have a very strong connection. And like, in my opinion, it it feels like a stronger connection than we usually see. I don't know if if you'd agree with that. Again, maybe I'm just being a hopeless romantic and fool, (laughs) but it just, it seems to me like uh, just some of the conversations we ha- we've had and the experiences and time they've had together, it feels a lot less, a lot less uh, naive and foolish to me, I guess, than a lot of the relationships that happen through the season. A lot of the time, it's just like this. This is so ridiculous. Why, like, why are you pretending? Yeah, they have yes. they have more depth. So that's that's why I wasn't surprised. Uh unfortunately, Aaron was surprised. Oh yeah, again. he was pissed off. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> how dare I not get a date in New uh, Orleans? I know he spent so many years in New Orleans <laughs> preparing so, for this. So many. So many dates. Uh not dates, unfortunately, but so many days and years that he spent there and then He's left again. Again. Producers involved, for sure. Oh, yeah. They were salivating behind the scenes. Yeah. They, I, look, they, they love 
probably better than anyone. Just the emotional turmoil and psychotic breaks that happen when they dangle these carrots in front of people and then just rip them away. <laughs> so no, they're happy. It is time for Dotton's one-on-one date. Mm-hmm. Which the 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 card was like referencing getting up at the butt crack of dawn or something yeah, like that. Yeah, my heart's racing for you. Meet me at sunrise. Yeah, so it's it's a it's a whole it's a New Orleans institution. It's uh a city classic. Yeah, which I don't know anything about it. I suspect like a lot of races there's probably a full marathon part of it and a half marathon part of it and like a 5k sort of so like people can have have tears uh but apparently it's a huge huge deal in the city and i guess some people like dress up for it too in costumes and stuff it's a it's a whole a whole thing and so they put tutus on they put tutus on and so I, I didn't really know what to believe here because I'm not convinced they actually did do the half marathon. Oh, they absolutely <laughs> did not. You don't, you don't even have to guess at that. <laughs> I just, like, that's what they said they were going to do, and then they pretended to do it, and, like, we're talking about it like they did. But I was like, I'm very, very skeptical here. No. Because a half marathon is very far. Even if you were to walk, there, there is zero chance they did even half of that. Like, well, no. especially especially since, uh, it, I guess they probably just did what uh, so many in the past across history have done when they're cheating at marathons, is they probably just gone on a bus or got in a car and then jumped off a little bit before the finish line. And then cross the finish line because when they when they crossed, I think it was under two and a half hours, which is like, I th- I'm pretty sure that's like that's pretty solid time for a half marathon. There was <laughs> like a time on the screen on the they because when you're in a race like that, when you not on the screen, but they have uh, like a, an end arch. Oh, I, there, there's still zero, zero <laughs> chance in my mind. Yes, but I, whatever I, running we saw, that was probably all they did. Well, and we've we also got told that Charity isn't a runner, so I mean, I think Dotton's a runner. I mean, how I didn't co- get, I didn't get the impression he was either. How could he not be? His legs are like seven feet long. <laughs> His like he's so he, tall. <laughs> He could cover so much ground so efficiently. I mean, that's true. Like I just, I'm... I just look at uh, the distances with my stubby little legs, and it takes me forever. Like we see this all the time because it's very obvious when they're next to each other. But I mean, he probably has like four and a half, five foot long legs. <laughs> Like his legs are longer than a lot of people are tall. They're pretty tall. 
his shins go on for miles. Uh, but lest uh, we digress further, one thing that I did want to bring up because this just absolutely the announcer um, just amused <laughs> the crap out of me is of course they stick them in the front of the crowd of people who are starting for to the race, shot for the shot and the race MC is like and we have. Charity from The Bachelor, Ed. And it's like, yay. Nobody cheered. <laughs> just, just the most <laughs> tepid reaction possible. Even though, I mean, they at the very least talked to all the people around them to have them sign waivers because as you, as you see them start the race... You like seeing all these people, and then there's this one guy whose face is just blurred out. <laughs> so he like clearly did not sign sign the waiver. But it was just it was funny to me, especially because like this woman right behind them just looked so unamused, bored over I think, it. I wonder if like. Um, that's a situation where maybe normally they would have like reshot that so they could get a better excited reaction. Oh, I'm, sh- I'm sure. Cause I heard, um, I think this was on, I heard a snippet of Nick Vile's podcast where, you know, how they like are telling guys, Oh, our next destination is wherever. <laughs> he says they reshoot those all the time. Oh, I am not surprised by that at all. Like by the end of the season, everyone knows, okay, we got to act excited. Otherwise we got to yeah, redo we'll be, this. We'll be here all day. Yeah. That is so like fake. <laughs> Look, that's that's show business for you. That's including the when they get to the hotel and they they're well, walking in and well, jumping yeah. on all the butt like. Well, yeah, if they're not excited enough about the comped space, they like <laughs> ABC doesn't want to be embarrassed. Like they want to get things comped in the future. Well, you don't you don't like repeating things like oh that. no i would hate that no <laughs> no that's why i try to figure out exactly what the intro is going to be and then never make her record it again because otherwise there's hell to pay <laughs> there's no reason to do it differently what you have it's fine that's what you would be saying if you were on the show <laughs> yeah you can you can use my authentic reaction to this hotel no that's that's impossible uh i mean they they continue they continue their just adorableness i mean that's such a, a cute little moment right after the race next to each other on the on that bridge i think it looked like Charity standing next to his shin, him <laughs> looking down. Oh man, mm-hmm. yeah, there's a, there's a massive high difference there. But yeah, they had a good time. I mean, that continued at night as well. So, like Dotton is excited to for her to meet his family. They talk about fear of failure and. I guess kind of like not trusting when things are good. Mm-hmm. I mean, 
you know, he was talking about, like, it seems like everything he, like, really, really wants in life, like, if he goes after it, he falls flat on his face. And she's like, I understand the feel, fear of failure mm-hmm. there, you know, like, he's so tall. Can you imagine how bad, badly that would hurt? That's right, I, I walked all the way through that just <laughs> to make another tall joke. But no, it was it was it was another good conversation, I I thought. I, just again. Yeah. Showing I mean, you showing you why he got another one on one and why he is there having that sort of conversation instead of out on the bayou. <laughs> he said he's definitely falling in love. Which is fairly em- emphatic as as far as uh, those sorts of declarations can be. Oh, I forgot to mention Joey told her he was falling in love as well. That's right, yes. So she's been hearing what she needs to hear all episode. It seems to me those are the two frontrunners. Oh, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I don't... I'm trying to think through who is left... I mean, I don't really think there's anybody else. Like, it's them. It's- yeah, that's what I think, too. When she, when Joey told her, she did say thank you, which that's such an awkward <laughs> thing to say after that. But that's, she doesn't know what else to say. With- I know. And because, and because it is such an awkward sort of on the spot, like you're trying to like appreciate but you have to keep your distance because you're the lead it always sounds super awkward too yeah it's like this like thank you (laughs) with dot and she said um oh what did she say i wrote it down oh feeling like i got electrocuted thank you so much (laughs) no maybe maybe he's the front runner here maybe that was uh i mean that would that would not surprise me either but yeah, that is, and I don't know. Maybe she was just a little bit more prepared there mm, than she was maybe yeah. before. But <laughs> it's, always, it's always the the little the little bachelorisms. The thank you for sharing that. The, you know all that <laughs> stuff. It just cracks me up because it's so it's so polar opposite to real life so much of the time and like how a person will react in a normal situation Mm -hmm. and it's just like stares intently in the eyes hand on on knee thank you for sharing that with me (laughs) and it's so versatile too because it can be a great thing or in the case of matt james it could be a terrible thing (laughs) Which is a which is another uh, just another great thing about about stuff like that. But yeah, always always cracking me up. So it's time for the next date card, which has Aaron, mm-hmm. Xavier, Tanner, and Sean on it. Mm-hmm. Which which again another another elimination sort of deal because she is has been planning to take four men to hometowns, and she yeah. has six at the start of this. So. Tanner and Sean are once again on a second date of the week. <laughs> it's just so weird. But but not on a second date that you would want to be on, much like the first. No. <laughs> so Dotton returns to the 
hotel. Very <laughs> awkward scene as he walks so, in. That was so funny. Uh, it was. So funny with Aaron there. I know. He looked so mad. And well, and then, of course, the the description and and like him mentioning the the race. And he's like, yeah, yeah, I know. I know. The I city know classic. Yeah. Like he names yeah. it. Yeah. He, that just the nail in the coffin yeah, cause, for him. Because Don, Don couldn't even remember the name of it. He was like, yeah, like we went to this like some race. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just internal boiling there uh, uh i love moments like that so so freaking great <laughs> i love i loved this whole next section so sean is pacing in his room whining about not getting validation mm -hmm. since he is now on this four-on-one date he needs and deserves answers mm -hmm. are you are you proud of me how little i have said about him <laughs> so far <laughs> I don't know. You said some stuff earlier. Not really. I have, I have so much more I could say. <laughs> so, so much more. Should I say a little bit of it? Sure. Why not? <laughs> I just... I may, I may just delete all of this in post, but I just... I don't like him. I really don't. <laughs> he's just... He's just super super entitled and he he's been acting that way throughout in my opinion and so it's just a very particular brand of entitled too that drives me crazy because typically when people are entitled like they're out of touch to a degree with reality but this is so far beyond the normal entitlement. And I don't know if that's just because of like sort of his, his upbringing. Like it seems like he has gotten every single thing he has wanted in his whole life. Yeah, some people on Twitter were saying this is the first time he's like not gotten what he wanted that's, or that's, ex that's exactly what I was telling you while we watched the episode. Uh, that's, that's just the, the impression you get. And then you just hear the things he talks about sometimes, like he was talking about like, like his golf course, which I'm sure like, he doesn't own a golf course, but I'm sure he's a member of several very exclusive country clubs. Oh, and, I mean, his Instagram you know, is only full of yeah, him at clubs it's and just him at, at country clubs, Yeah, you know, uh, then you know there's the potential political implications as well you know it seems like his father maybe is a bit of an idiot on social media which is not surprising but it's just it's a very particular brand of entitlement where uh, i don't i don't appreciate it because it's like entitled plus like an entire layer of just awful snobbery and all this stuff like his cashmere scarf <laughs> and you know his stupid little butt chin he can't help that, that. <laughs> i know he i know he can't but i know he can't but still so that's just sort of my my take on on him i haven't appreciated 
his presence. I feel like we don't see a lot of Bachelor contestants that have that air about him that he has. Yeah. They're, they're usually a little more like down to earth. I feel like. It's, I don't know. It's an, it's an, it's an entertaining character. Yeah, nor- normally, normally we get like poorer entitled. This was like very <laughs> rich entitled. That's- yeah, like I can like I can picture him on a golf course at a country club on a yacht or like working in some financial high rise building, like all of right, that. At fits. daddy's company. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Which goes back to I'm not sure he's ever been told no before which is it makes a whole lot of sense in the context of how he took all of this yeah so he heads to her room oh that always ends well i know right (laughs) it is the kiss of death usually Mm -hmm. yeah the only person who has been in her room and survived so far is dotton yes but he had an invitation yes exactly yeah maybe maybe you should just Get good, bro. Get invited to her room. Yeah, so this also seems like it was right after she got back from her date with Dotton. Yeah, which is just perfect timing, too. I know. She's already exhausted. And you come in with this energy of, like, I haven't had a one-on-one. I haven't had validation of getting a rose before the rose ceremony. That stuck out to me. Right, right. That, That was the whole thing, is he was incredibly upset that he didn't already have a rose i know not even not even that like he was you know not gonna get a rose later but like he was super upset that he didn't have one now yes it had it had to be on my chest before the rose ceremony so everyone can see that i'm safe yeah beforehand right it was just i mean it was a massive like i don't know I just haven't seen that many babies that size. <laughs> just, just just a massive baby about about it all and coming from just this hyper aggressive me 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 sort of place even even just his whole play at like he's like yeah like I deserve all this because I'm in the process of falling in love with oh, you. Oh, that was the funniest thing he said. I'm totally in the process yes. of like who says that? <laughs> I mean, it, it's sort of it's sort of bachelor speak, but but like totally in the like right the what? The, the times the times that we have heard it put more in that way are more times sort of like this where things are maybe a bit more on edge and so it's just like let's get more more desperate yes let's get this out there let me attach as many as many words to this as possible to make it sound amazing it's like a hail mary i know i'm might be getting sent home so let me drive home the point that i'm in love with you or i could get there right which again it just totally said from the perspective of you owe me yes i'm 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 here and you should be in a relationship with me 
yeah like even earlier he was talking yeah i'm totally sure how how is it that charity is still unsure when i'm this sure about have, us it's like <laughs> uh, you know that there are uh other people in this world like it's it's just the next level detached from reality when you can't even have the tiny a bit like the tiny bit of empathy that is required to like understand that the people around you have a life and thoughts and character and all of that that's as complex as your own it doesn't take that much empathy to know that but this guy is just walking around like he's in a video game and he's the only sentient real creature there (laughs) and he's just trying to rack up his high score he also talks about the fact that she put down the rose he was sad and disappointed that it didn't go on his (laughs) chest (laughs) who cares this was so funny to me who cares (laughs) so finally after all of this charity said she didn't want to hand out the rose if she wasn't confident it would be a premature decision and a disservice and sean says he totally respects that side of it but but, (laughs) then again like i need an answer this is where he says i'm totally in the process of falling in love yeah i'll give you an answer charity sighs she had a couple of heavy sighs in this (laughs) which i could totally relate to and eventually is like there are connections that are stronger and then sean can like it's practically begging at this point it's like i know what we could do with one-on-one time i feel confident we can get there and Charity, I think, is just done at this point. And She's as far like, not- I was supposed to be in bed Yeah, 35 minutes ago. She was also far nicer than I would have been because she said, like, what you want from me, I can't give you. I won't be able to get there. She's kind of putting the blame on herself, which she shouldn't have had to do. But that's the only way it seemed like she could get him to leave. Yeah. So finally, they walk out. Yeah, I just... This was not a good look for Sean. Let's go to the final date. Separating the last of the wheat from the chaff here. Headed into hometown. It's a group date. With, what is it, Aaron, Xavier, and Tanner? Mm Mm-hmm. Yes, since no more, Sean is now with three-on-one. Which I'm (laughs) sure they were probably all happy about. They're like, okay. A little bit higher chance here. Yeah. More time with Charity. It looks like Xavier. Oh, no. She chatted with Aaron first. I mean, there wasn't a ton there, I guess, other than he said these were the hardest weeks of his life. (laughs) And he's saying that as a black man in America. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. I was, if I'm honest, I was wishing for him to go home. Yeah, I feel like I liked Aaron more earlier on, but he's he's kind but of like tanked a little bit for me. Much like Brayden, he just kept talking. Yeah, someone said Aaron's the one spiraling this week when he was blaming uh, Brayden for that last week. <laughs> Hmm, pot, pot meat kettle, huh? <laughs> uh, yeah. This was, uh, I mean, 
she's just trying to trying to get some clarity trying to figure out who she can meet who who she might be able to possibly be in a forever relationship with Xavier thinks he'll be able to fall in love. I feel like Xavier really did not do himself any favors with that conversation they had. Oh, no, 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 he did not. I, I listened to that conversation and it's like, dude, if you, if you stick around, you're the luckiest person because you just, you just like just about did everything necessary to send yourself home. I know, like, he was so, like, uncertain. Like, he started off, like, like I can't get there, but then, like, flipped at the end of the By conversation. The like, but I could totally get there. I, <laughs> I, I just, I didn't understand that. Uh, uh, it was so awkward. Oh, apparently Sean does live in Florida. That's what this article is saying here. Okay. But maybe his family is from New York. Maybe that's where he, the hometown would have been. Yeah, um, I guess perhaps. Yeah, I just I watched this segment and I was like, "Why don't you just send them all home?" <laughs> I mean, she could keep Xavier, I guess, because then she'd only have two people left. Yeah, but she she's not going to she's not going to choose Xavier. <laughs> I mean, I don't think so. I think her top two are Joey and Dot. But yeah, why go through the, why go through the song and dance? She's not gonna. Choose, I mean, he's too goofy for her. The season he's is not al- serious. The season is already short as it is. Look, we can just have, we can have hometowns be two episodes. One episode is just footage of her meeting Joey's family. Second episode is just her meeting Dawn's family. You know, that's not a bad idea. And then we do the same with the fantasy suites where they actually record the fantasy suites this time in one episode. (laughs) (laughs) I'm kidding, of course, but. I mean, I'd like to see some of those off-camera conversations. (laughs) Yes, but it's, it's their sacred alone time, Christy. Yeah. You can't see that. It's not for you. Sadly, no. I want to hear the actual real conversations, not the, wow, we're like really jiving together on this date. You want to hear the real reason why Zach was too immature for, what's her face? Rachel? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That that's <laughs> People always talk about that online, like what happened in that one? Yeah. Sadly, we will never know. So who does who does she... Who does she choose? Well, Aaron gets the first rose, but she needs more time to figure out the other rose. So once again, Tanner and Xavier have to wait. (laughs) Tanner's like, you know, this has started to get a little old. I know. So she goes to Tanner's room and breaks up with him, essentially. Like, she said your family would have so many questions. Like, yeah, you haven't had a date yet. (laughs) But yet you're here for hometowns. Like, that's what I mean. Like, this was always, like, going to be the end result. Yeah, I I guess I didn't really think about it from from that angle specifically too. Like, I guess it would maybe be a bit embarrassing for her to bring Tanner. 
Yeah, embarrassing for both of them. I feel like more embarrassing for her, though. Well, Tanner doesn't have much to tell his family when they're going to sit down and ask so, like, you can see yourself getting engaged. No, I, I know. I'm just saying in the, in the context of, like, especially because her family, like, if you were to get that far, like, I don't know. There's just that dynamic of, like, there's, I feel like there's more pressure on her. There are more questions that get asked of her specifically. Yeah. That to, like, go to his parents and they're like, so... So you're really you're really into our boy, huh? She's like, <laughs> no, I've literally spent five minutes with him. I have no clue who he is. I don't even. What does he do? Can you tell me that? <laughs> is he like? Is he good? Is he a cool guy? Like, should I like should I take him to fantasy suites? Like, I just don't know. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Is I feel like it would be yeah. more embarrassing for for her since at the end of the day he's just kind of along for the ride and isn't the one having to act actively choose who to keep along on the season. So, so yeah. she goes to then Xavier's room, tells him she doesn't have to give out the rose, but she wants to meet his family. <laughs> I feel like that was a little I feel like that was a little bit of a threat. Like Yeah. You're gonna stop being an idiot, bro. Well after their last conversation where he was like not sure <laughs> <laughs> She was like, you know that I can take this from you if I want to. So shape up. Yep. Get serious, okay? Which I feel bad, honestly, a little bit for Xavier and for Aaron. Like, they're just going into this next week on such a weaker foot. Yeah, did you catch... um? I think this was Xavier where in his ITM he said, I want to keep this train going so I can fall in love. <laughs> <laughs> Which he had, he had said before, before that at some point, uh, I forget how he worded it, but essentially like, yeah, I just, when I start, when I start sharing with women, they run away. It's <laughs> not a good like, sign. Maybe because you can't make up your mind. Who knows? It just, I don't know, I, 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 I could be wrong here in my impression, but I just, I generally get a little bit of a goofy energy from him. Yeah, I don't know. Like, not, not goofy in the same way as Brayden, but still goofy. Hard, I don't know. We see mm-hmm. so, <laughs> we see so little of him because he's not going anywhere with this season <laughs> yeah that's well, that's great that was the end of the episode Whew. do wow. you have a kiss count do i have a kiss count please yes i have a kiss count and i counted 66 oh, wow the number of the devil <laughs> 66 is a lot yeah well when you have two one-on-one dates in an episode with Joey and Dotton. This is what you get. She likes them a lot and spends a lot of time attached to their respective faces. 